The Chicago Bulls have fallen back down to the 12th spot in the Eastern Conference playing race. We're going to talk about what that means and how the Bulls can try to rebound tonight against the Minnesota Timberwolves. We're also going to take a look at Lonzo Ball's injury and the updates there that even paint even more bleak light in regard to his possible return. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes. You can follow me right off the top at CEO Hayes if you choose to do so. The Chicago Bulls face the Minnesota Timberwolves tonight, so that means we will be locked in for our pregame, halftime hangout, and postgame live streams all going down on the channel tonight. But in this game, it's a key game for the Chicago Bulls, who have just fallen uh, in the Eastern Conference playing race. We'll talk about that here in a second. But this is a game against another Western Conference opponent that the Bulls have not fared too well against overall in this season. And can the Bulls rebound well? Not just rebound in the game, but rebound after that tough loss to the Sacramento Kings uh, a couple of nights ago. But in this game, Alex Caruso did not practice yesterday. He did miss last game with a non-COVID-related illness. So there is that possibility that he will not play again tonight. Nas Reed and Rudy Gobert both listed as questionable as well, with Austin Rivers and Jalen Noel both uh, listed as out for the um, the Minnesota Timberwolves. So the biggest thing in this game is coming in, and it's the question either way. If Rudy Gobert and Nas Reed, both Minnesota Timberwolves big men, are out in this game, how does Vooch take advantage of that, right? How does he feast, right? How does Nikola Vucevic at that point, him and Andre Drummond, should be able to get the lion's shares of the rebounds for either team if both Nas Reed and Rudy Gobert are going to be missing the game. Now, if they both play, it still puts our big men in a position where they have to perform in some shape, form, or fashion. Uh, Nikola Vucevic and Rudy Gobert, when you kind of look at them, one's a really good offensive center. The other one's a great generational damn near defensive center. And so Nikola Vucevic is going to be keenly important for this game, regardless of who's in or lining up on the, on the other side of the ball against him. And that's been typical of this team anyway. Nikola Vucevic has been our most consistent player, and we're going to need him to step up in a major way regardless of what big man is in front of him. We saw Vooch take it to, to Jokic. Again, Jokic is not the defensive center at all that Rudy Gobert is, but you, we will need Nikola Vucevic to step in and have a solid game. It's not no ifs, ands, or buts about it. We need Nikola Vucevic to play efficiently. We need Nikola Vucevic not to drift out to the three-point line as much. The seven three-pointers that he took last game, especially when they're not falling, are unacceptable for a big man that can cook in the middle as Nikola Vucevic has the potential to do consistently. So we're going to need Vooch to be locked in. We're going to need him to play a smart and intelligent game, and we're going to need him to put some pressure on the defense, especially if both Minnesota Timberwolves, or even if, God forbid, if only one of them are out, Vooch has to take advantage of that matchup and perform well for the Chicago Bulls. We have to get it. So how Vooch and Drummond perform in this game, how they rebound, because most of our rebounds come from them. We still need to rebound as a team. That goes without saying in every game. But of course, those two players and what they do for us on the boards are important for the Bulls to get us extra possessions, to get the to keep the other other offense from getting other uh, extra possessions. And just overall, especially with Nikola Vucevic, the offense has looked better when he is performing at his best. Does Zach Levine have a bounce back game, right? Zach Levine, who's been on a tear since the All-Star break, had a terrible shooting game in last game against the Minnesota uh, against the Sacramento Kings, and we need Zach Levine to be on. It's it's just it. We need Zach Levine to be on. Every player is going to have a cold shooting night. 
And if Zach Levine does have another inefficient uh, shooting night, we need other players to step up. But we also need him to do other things. Last game, giving uh, a number of assists and rebounds. We're going to need Zach to do that and still come up in the clutch for us in certain areas, which Zach Levine did do. Beside, outside of his bad shooting, he did start attacking the rim. He did start getting more in rhythm as that game went on. But it was still an overall cold shooting night. The defense from the Chicago Bulls. How does the, this defense come in and continue to set that tone? Defensively, we had some issues, specifically in the third quarter in the last game against the Kings. This is another team you do not want to allow to get on a run against you while you can't score. You can't have another quarter in which you get outscored by 15 points and then win the other three quarters. This team has to keep up that defensive effort. Just unfortunately, with the way that our team's made up, if Zach Levine isn't on shooting, if DeMar DeRozan isn't getting going as well, if Nikola Vucevic, God forbid, isn't going as well, we're going to go through scoring drops. It's just kind of one of the things that is built into this roster as it currently stands, but our defense, right? The thing is, is that we go through the combination of not being able to score while allowing, allowing other teams to get on huge runs on top of our three-point shooting and things, which weren't really issues against the Sacramento Kings as much because we only shot two, or made two less uh, three-pointers than them. We're going to need this team uh, to step up and play efficiently, right? We're going to need that to happen. Limit the turnovers. We had way too many turnovers last game, even though we had less than the Kings. The Bulls have to come in and try to limit the turnovers the best they can. Veteran matchup at the point guard. Mike Conley versus Pat Bev. Two veterans in this league, right? And we're going to need that matchup to be one as well. Anthony Edwards against Zach Levine. We are, you already know. If you've been a member or watching this channel long enough, you know I think super highly of Anthony Edwards. The Bulls have to be locked in, period, right? You cannot have a game defensively in which you just shit the bed. We can't have that. This team has to be able and be prepared because if other teams are going on runs, we have to be able to score as well. If we're not scoring ourselves, we have to ratchet up the defense to keep the other team from going on huge runs while we figure out our shots. That's what needs to happen for the Chicago Bulls tonight. And if they can lock in, if they can get it done, we can definitely walk out of Minnesota with a, with a win. But again, you guys know, I, I, I have my doubts on this team being able to make the playing tournament, but I will say they have been playing with greater heart lately, even against the loss with the Kings. They play with some solid heart and some solid determination down the stretch of this game. That's what we need this Bulls team to do. Stay out of foul trouble, uh, Pat Bev, because we need you out there, right? And we'll also the coach, head coach Billy Donovan. Last, last game, he failed his players and he failed the team overall with not understanding how and when to play certain matchups, right? Falling in love with the four-guard uh, lineups, even when you're one of your guards that helped that four-guard lineup work, and Alex Crusoe missed that game. And then Pat Bev as well, fouled out of that game. We have to get away from just having the heavy guard lineup. Yes, our roster is guard heavy. We're going to have heavy guard uh, minutes anyway. But when you have, you have to be able to coach in a way in which you, you adjust your scheme to what's being out there, especially when you're getting cooked, right? And that's my biggest issue with Billy Donovan. He sticks to what is clearly not working at times where you need to make an adjustment. You need to trust your players to be able, when they're playing well, trust them to continue playing well, build that confidence in them. This is what we need from head coach Billy Donovan tonight as well. This coaching staff has to coach a solid game tonight against the Minnesota Timberwolves. So we'll see what happens. I, I, I'm pretty hopeful for this game. I won't lie. I'm excited for this game. I think this is going to be a fun game to watch regardless of the outcome. But we need this Bulls team. If they truly want to get into that play-in, we need them to perform tonight. We've said it. Every game matters now. We've got 14 games left on the season. It's all that much more important, especially when you're falling down the play-in race because other teams is winning, which brings us to our next topic for today. 
Right now, the Chicago Bulls sit as the 12th seed in, in the, um, the Eastern Conference playoff race. We were, we were, so with that being said, we fell down to 11th a couple days ago. We didn't play yesterday, so we fell down again when the Pacers did win. You guys remember when the Bulls were making their way up the standings, I said it, and I kept pointing it out. The other teams in that playing area were on losing streaks. Now, they're all on winning streaks outside of the Atlanta Hawks, who they're still 5-5 five and five in their last 10, but the Chicago Bulls have to get it together. This, this Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. It's not going to be easy right now. The Washington Wizards are a half game up on the Bulls, um, and they are well. We own the tiebreaker against them, but they're a half game up. The Indiana Pacers, who own the tiebreaker against us, they've leapfrogged us because of that. They're also a half game back from the Wizards, and the Toronto Raptors right now, winners of their last two games, are now a full two game lead over the Chicago Bulls. Which just a few days ago, the Bulls are only one game below them. So. Things are heating up in this Eastern Conference play-in race, and the Bulls can't take it lightly. They can't continue to crap the bed when they don't get things done. They have to figure out a way to drag out these wins to get enough going if they want that postseason success. Now, some could be saying, right, are the Bulls maybe shadow tanking, which is a question that some people ask. I don't get that vibe. I don't get that feel. And tanking usually doesn't work. But as I've said before, I do think that this team is set and ready to let the season go to its natural conclusion. If that ends in them not being in the play-in tournament, getting a chance at a top four pick, it is what it is there. If they do get in the play-in tournament, keep in mind, if they don't win that play-in tournament, they still go into the lottery. So, you know, it's it right now, it's this Bulls team is hard to get a, a, a true pace on or, or, or a pulse on what they're trying to do, but they got to lock it in, man. We need to see this team, if they truly want the, the, to get into the play-in, they need to get it together. And so, and I don't want to act like they've just been terrible. They're five and five in their last 10. So right at 500, but we got to be better than that. 500 basketball right now is not going to get it done. I came in saying we had 17 games left. The Bulls realistically had to win 13 to 14 of those games. We'll see what they can do in the time. If they can actually have the type of success that's needed to really lock in and get into that playing area. Like I said, I have my personal concerns. I have my personal doubts, but it really comes down to as far as my doubts, is the, is the Bulls maintaining the level of heart needed to go on the type of run that they do and our coaching staff, a.k.a. Billy Donovan, coaching well enough with this team, making the right decisions, making the adjustments to the adjustments. Is he going to be able to do those type of things at a high enough level to put this team in the best situation to have success? Everything is not on just Billy Donovan. Everything's not just on the players. Everything ain't just on AK and Eversley. But there's a combination of several things going on on top of injury to Lonzo Ball that has really just put this team in a terrible situation. And like I've been saying, nothing that this Bulls team does changes what needs to happen this offseason, except apparently the Lonzo Ball surgery, which we had two episodes on yesterday. I did an emergency stream right after the news came out um, that Lonzo Ball could possibly miss 
the, ma the majority of next season. Then we did a separate live stream, me, Steve-O, and C-Dub, when we had the details about the surgery. Well, we keep getting more and further details going on, some that are even more concerning than just the injury themselves. So first off, Dr. Evan Jeffries came out and said that uh, as far as uh, Lonzo Ball's cartilage transplant surgery, he says this, current cartilage was damaged and he was starting to experience bone-on-bone -bone pain. Now, that is hugely concerning. The bone-on-bone -bone part is when you start getting into the arthritis area. That's when you start getting into the quality of life things. But we already kind of knew that that had to be what it was once it was announced as cartilage uh, transplant surgery. But the further thing that, that's a little bit more concerning, or for some people that blame everything on the Bulls training staff, I wanted to make sure I point this out. A report came out late last night, and it says this, that the Chicago Bulls medical team has been mostly out of the loop for quite some time. Uh, and that the Bulls medical staff are given information from Lonzo Ball's medical team when there is information to give. What does that tell me? That tells me that there, it's in such a form of disarray right now, uncertainty surrounding that injury, that there haven't even been updates for the Chicago Bulls medical staff to even know what's going on with their own player. Now, we know historically the Bulls have had issues with their medical staff. They almost killed Luau Dang, for example. So I can understand, right, not wanting them heavily involved in the process. And as I've told you guys before, teams' medical staffs do very little. They don't diagnose. They don't do surgeries. They don't come up with rehab plans. They are there to maintain what the outside doctors have, have, have suggested for their players. And they're there to kind of help with little things, nicks and dings and things like that. But when it comes to major injuries, Teams, medical staffs do very little. And you know, I was kind of shocked to find that out a couple of years ago when I found it out as well. But the fact that there hasn't been much communication between Lonzo Ball's personal doctors and the Chicago Bulls medical team, it tells me this. That injury is serious, it's severe, and it's scary. And this is something that we all knew. But if you're not going to communicate, if you're not going to get that communication, and per what we talked about in yesterday's live stream, I think that actually makes the decision that AK and Eversley need to make even more clear. And what I said yesterday and yesterday and what I said in yesterday's live stream was just simply this. With Lonzo Ball is going to miss. There, there's the type of surgery that, that Lonzo was having, the typical recovery time for high-level athletes was the median was 17 months. And so that would put you not only most of next season, that will that could possibly push you into the following season. And if that's going to be the case and the medical staff isn't necessarily communicating, the fact that or the, the, the fact that AK and Eversley need to consider filing for the career-ending uh, player uh, exception, they, they really have to consider that. If you're not going to be given a clear timeline, if you're not going to be communicating, you have to make, make the best choice for your club. And if you have the chance and the possibility of, the, of getting this, this career-ending injury exception, which would then completely clear Lonzo Ball's contract from the books, he would still get his money, but it would give you his $20 million Back on the salary cap, so it would clear that that would give the Bulls $20 million that they can use in free agency without going into the dreaded luxury tax. If they file a disabled player exception, they would then get half Alonzo Ball salary, but his salary will still count against the cap. So then anything that you use for that $10 million sends you into the luxury tax. And we know that Jerry Reinsdorf is not going to pay the luxury tax. So when it all comes down to it, if you're not going to communicate what's going on, right? It makes that, to me, a lot more clear. We love Lonzo. I, would, I want Lonzo Ball back on this team. But if you're not going to be ready to go in a season plus, potentially, at some point, you have to make the decision to then go out and do what's best for your club and your basketball team. And that best decision may be to pay Lonzo, wish him well, 
even in it even leave the door open for a potential return if he does return now one thing that i did not point out with this as well is that if the bulls do get for example the uh the the career ending player exception um when with lonzo ball's contract if he is able to make a return and play over a certain amount of games that money would come back on the books for the bulls so you know it's it's things to consider with this and ak and eversley have now an even tougher decision for a player that I know that they want. I know that Bulls fans want. I maintain and said this, the most exciting brand of basketball that we have seen from the Chicago Bulls in almost the last, well, since the Derrick Rose era, has been when Lonzo Ball was on the court for the Bulls. But that was, what, 33, 35 games? You can't keep hoping. And at this point with Lonzo Ball's injury and the fact that he's just typically been a slower player to recover, you have to make the decision that's best for your club. And ultimately, we'll see what that decision is this offseason for the Chicago Bulls and from AK and Eversley. But that's it for me for today. That's my time. Thank you so much for being the best part of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a a text message and our voicemail for our mailbag episodes, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See red if you can. It's dark days. See red if you can. It's game day. I'll see you guys later, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.